You can support the Dungeon Masters Dojo in some very simple ways. Be patronizing, like Lou, and become a patron on Patreon and unlock exclusive patron content. Or if you're like Scott and long-term commitment is an issue, you can buy a Sasaki, shop our merch page for DMD swag, or use our drive through RPG affiliate link next time you shop drive through RPG. Or visit us on the web at the DungeonMastersDojo.com. There, you'll find links to all the above. Don't forget to email us and say hello. Thanks for listening. Globunoculus the Vile casts Fireball. You each take... Oh, no. 60 damage. If you make your dex save, it's 30 points. Are you friggin' kidding me? Molof is down. Dory's down. Gravin is incinerated, you dick. What you just bore witness to was the dreaded total party kill, or TPK as it's more commonly known. How should DM Scott handle this before Lou breaks his empty beer bottle on the table and shanks him in a fit of berserker rage? We'll soon find out, because it's five ways to handle a TPK this week on the Dungeon Master's Dojo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dungeon Masters Dojo Podcast. This is a show for game masters and players alike. We hope to bring you tips and tricks to elevate your game and develop the art of dungeon mastery. I'm your host, Louis Aponte, and these are your Dungeon Masters, Scott Labby and Bill Robitaille. Let's head to the dojo and see what they have in store for us today. Hey, Sin. Hey, Bill. Hi, Lou. Hey, Lou. He did it again. He's a dick. You ever, have I you lose. noticed a trend? All these five ways to always in, seem to end up with Scott being a dick. Yep. Dick is kind of a harsh word. Not for you, it's not. Okay. I mean, you should have. I can spell it out for you. Would you prefer would being you pre- a penis? Oh, sorry. Would you prefer like, you know, fucking phallus? <laughs> Just, That's a little better. <laughs> uh, wow. TPKs. Yeah, we have uh, we have one of our our players and uh, our, our roadie with us. Yeah, we're that big. We have a roadie. Yay! Sin, hi, Sin. Hey, uh, next time uh, <clears throat> a little bit more money on the uh, front end. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a Lou question. Uh, that's actually a Bill question. He's financial. I'm not. Uh, it's easier to get money out of Bill. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well try squeezing. A rock to get water out of it. Oh, I love the new help. All right. <laughs> the TPK. TPK. It, it happens not as often as it used to, but it's it's still a thing. It could be crushing to players and DMs alike. The players have spent time navigating the campaign. You carefully prepared for them, only to have all that hard work and enjoyment stripped from them. DMs, you've spent so much time and energy writing and running the campaign. The defeat is real for you as well. So how does one handle the dreaded TPK? Well, we're going to tell you. So tell us. Number one should be don't let DM Bill run the table. <laughs> but actually, it's DM Scott now. He's been doing this to us regularly. This is true. This is true. He, he's uh, picked up my mantle. Everything except yep. for the twins. Yeah, well, it's the pointy end of the sword, Lou. You have to remember that. <laughs> yeah, not the blunt end. The TPK sucked. So... Let's reflect on what had happened, maybe first off. Did you make the encounter too difficult? 
And if you should, should you fix it? Yeah, look at that encounter, right? Did you throw an encounter in there that was uh, supposed to be a combat encounter? I think that's the key word. Yeah. And was it just too difficult for the party? Did you kind of railroad them into a fight that they they couldn't have won? Was the big bad uh, unveiled too early? Yep, yeah. That And that's that's one of those things we've said before. You never want to unveil the big bad too early because it's it's uneventful. It's not impactful. Right. And everybody could die. There should be layers of minions becoming more and more difficult as you move your way up, uh, which builds the suspense, builds the drama, and it also gives the Game Master a chance to gauge just how difficult their encounters are being. That's what I was just going to say, because um, I know when I was running the Elandra's library, mm-hmm. I had to, you know, when you guys came into that room, the ones with the, the death skulls, Yep, I actually had to tone them, realize how much they did ahead of time to tone them down, because they were would have TPK'd the group. Yeah, very so if you don't yeah. understand your monsters, that's where your problem's going to be as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You really have to know what, you, you just can't. Open the book, close your eyes, and you know, flip to a page and stick your finger on on an entry. You have to give it some thought. If you're running a first level adventure and you show your big bad, who was the guy who was supposed to be at the end, there's a problem. If the next stage of your journey is dependent on this encounter and you put something in there way too difficult for the players to defeat, or if you railroad them into combat then then that is that is a DM problem and not necessarily a player problem. And that's something I think you as the DM um, have to fix. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's not it's not it wasn't the dice rolls, it wasn't bad play, it wasn't bad decisions um, for the players. It was a bad decision for the game master. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, fix it. Uh, I don't care if it's a dream sequence or it turns out to be an illusion and there's this you know, little gnome in the corner with the robes and the and the gem, you know, necklace, uh, just cackling and also disappears and everyone's perfectly fine. Going, all right, what the hell was that? Yeah, you have and to. It just do... gives you a, you know, that was a taste of what's coming. <laughs> Boink, gone. Yeah, you have to you have to really do some creative improvisation if you yeah. want to to kind of fix it and still maintain some credibility with your story. Um, it's not going to be easy. It's, no, it's, <laughs> it's not it, going to be easy, it's, but it's not. You, you got to fix it. There's a lot of backpedaling that that needs to be done, right? And and you do, you do have to fix it because it's it's going to ruin a lot of fun uh, for your for your players. And this is something uh, even experienced GMs will run up against sometimes, but more more frequently, I would suspect that it happens with brand new GMs, especially if they're doing a a homebrew. Adventure, yeah, something okay, I'll that take they've the written. off my uh, random encounter. That list. that is <laughs> yes, take the Tarask off the random encounter list. Uh, even if it is a fifth edition Tarask, which has been substantially nerfed. Oh, it's it's just a pissed off lizard now. It, I'm I'm kind of disappointed. Yeah, it's it's not the uh, world breaking kaiju that it used to be, and it still should be. So if you're if you're running a Tarask, take the stats from like second edition or something or just take everything and quadruple it yeah because a a pretty solid high level party could defeat it in a couple rounds and that wasn't always always the case but i guess that's 
I guess that's another episode, right? The, uh, the nerfing of the Tarrasque. Criminal. <laughs> Should not have been done, but it was. And like I said, that's for another episode. So, I, I, I mean, we've mentioned a couple of things. How do you go about fixing a TPK? I mean, that is your fault. I mean, we've touched on it a little bit already, but we definitely know you should. And yeah. we've, we've mentioned a couple ways, whether you do the, the obligatory dream sequence or an illusion. But, I mean, what, what else could we pull out of our, our mystical little hats here and, uh, to do to f- kind of fix a TPK? Well, the old standby is uh, bring the party down to zero hit points, and then um, now they're the prisoner. Yes. Of whoever that that big bad is, or whoever that encounter was, how you work that is something you know up to the DM, and you really have to give some thought to how it fits in with your with your campaign. So you you may have to you may have to call the session to give yourself a little bit of time to fix the damage you have wrought. I don't think you may have to. I think you should. Yeah, you um, because yeah. there's a lot of thought because, like you said, you can do that way. There's also you can do where the the big bad and his minions leave, leave your party there in the battlefield, and there's okay. divine intervention. Yeah, left for dead. Yeah. Um, another one I like to use is you slip a little note to your rogue real quick. Um, you have three hit points. You're feigning death, and give him the you know the out where he can kind of slink off into the the shadows, and then when they are left for dead or they are taken prisoner. Give them the ability to follow, and you know the dice don't. You know they they've won. They're not paying attention to anything. They're just just follow them. Do the old Bilbo baggings, you know, and then you got someone that can kind of yeah. pick the locks and get them out. And all right, let's get the hell out of Dodge. Yeah, bust them out before their dinner. Yeah, and uh, so you got that route to go as well. And le- yeah, leaving them for dead too isn't isn't a bad idea. It's why would you when you look at it, um, whoever your foe is. Why would they carry a bunch of corpses with them? I mean, it's, it's they're dead. I'm going to leave them where they they fell, and and that's it. And that's know? that's why I, why I like the divine intervention. You know, he could bring up your your party healer, and the party healer can take it from there. You know, because he's the one who should have the divine intervention, right? Provided you have a party healer, because yes. now everybody heals, so it's not mandatory to have a cleric. Well, with all the classes that can now resurrect, you got your monk, you got your Palette and you got right. your cleric. Yeah, and, pick the one yeah. that seems to work the best, and and you know give them the the godly tickle and and say here you go, you know figure something out. Even something that is not as extravagant or fantastic as a, a divine intervention, maybe a, a healer from a local village happens upon the the party and finds they're not all dead. They may be like knocking on death's door, mostly dead. Yeah, and through herbs and, and tinctures and the whatnot, they can stabilize them long enough so that they're on the men. You know, then you have, opens up the door to an NPC ally as well. You can do the old convoy came by, even if it isn't a healer, someone who had enough common sense to bind the wounds and kind of stabilize them, and then they wake up somewhere completely different. A town, a village, uh, you know, even just a cottage, something where there's a small group of people that kind of nurse them back. Oh, you've been out for days. Yeah, yeah, with and, the f- and now fever. The, yeah, and now the time is. You know, you can give them little dream sequences, and while you're doing this, you can try to figure it out in your head. All right now, how am I gonna, how am I gonna get them back on plot? But in the meantime, this will buy you a little bit of time, and let them 
interact with the NPCs. And, oh, you've been out for days. This one here we swore was dead. Uh, you're going to have to stay for at least in a couple more days unless because we don't have any really magic healing. The best we can do is what we've done and, and give them a couple long rests to kind of get up and running for everybody. And that'll give you a little bit of time to step and fetch as the game master to figure out how you're going to get them back on track. It, it's easy if they drop on the battlefield. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons why people would happen across a battlefield. Uh, one of them being, well, there's a lot of dead people here and they have stuff. Hey, look at the circle of birds. Yeah. That, that usually means a corpse or something. And there's a lot of them, which means something big happened. Let's go check it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll grab some of their stuff that we can use or sell or whatever have you, and you, they're dead. They, they won't need it. They happen to pr- cross the party, and instead of letting them just kind of bleed out and die, they're like, these, these folks are alive still. Let's take them back and, and render some, some aid to them. If it happens in an encounter, say, in the woods or in the wilderness somewhere, it could be a hunter or... Uh, a woodcutter or a ranger. Yeah. Someone collecting mushrooms for dinner that happens upon them. And yep. uh, villages and towns have healers. They're probably not clerics. No, but they are. Yeah. There's usually a healer, a wise woman, uh, um, a midwife, somebody that has some kind of medical yeah. background. So there, there are outs uh, to fix that. And you really have to think on your toes. Mm-hmm. And as Lou said, if, if you don't, you probably should call the session there and, and resume next week so that you have time to figure it out and how you're going to get the party back on back on track. All right, so that's how the, the Game Master handles it. What if it's the player's fault? I mean, do we let it happen? Yeah, you know, if it's the player's fault, uh, let, it, let it happen. If there's, some, if there's some foolishness that occurs and a TPK happens then I would I would let it happen. And the only reason I say that is because if you don't let it happen, then that level of tomfoolery is going to it's it's gonna continue. Oh, and accelerate. Yeah. It, it, it's first it's just two people that are, you know, being idiots and then someone else joins in. The next thing you know the whole table is nothing but a whole it's it becomes tomfoolery. Yeah, they're throwing snowballs at the the hobgoblin encampment or you know they're they're purposefully uh poking the dragon or walking into the dragon's lair and you know trying to rummage through their belongings whatever have you you get the dwarf on the hillside mooning the orcs going by going (laughs) they'll never get up here yep oops yeah oh bows arrows yeah (laughs) oh i forgot about those yeah it's a it's a hard lesson to to learn uh, but it is a necessary one, I think, if you want to keep your, your, your players on track and to let them know that there is a great deal of mortality that is involved in the game and making good choices will keep you alive. Making poor choices will result in everybody being dead. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head. You could talk to your players about what happened, how it happened, uh, to frame the incident and say this is this is the stupid stuff you guys did this is why it happened Um, you don't moon um, 100 orcs on a hillside thinking they're not going to take notice of that you don't go you know see if you can tickle the the, dragon's nose because there's a big honking ass gem wedged up there and if i just give him a tickle and he sneezes i can grab it he'll never know uh yeah 
Um, point, or, it out. point it out. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorites, and I've seen this happen numerous times before, and I've had a lot of players that were pretty pissed off because their characters ended up dead, was acting, acting the fool in a town where I'm going to take what I want and I'll, like, brutalize the townsfolk or people in the city because I'm a player and, well, there's laws and there's rules and you'll come up against the city guard. And I've said it before in, in my, my towns, the city guard are always retired soldiers or adventurers. They're capable. They're not yeah, they, first they, level. They, I don't need to do this anymore. It's dangerous. And there's an, I met a nice girl here. I'm going to have a house. I'm going to have this. Meanwhile, there's this ninth level fighter, you know, the bartender that has the, the sword above the bar. Why do you think it's there? It's not just decoration. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, it, it should be a warning. Yeah, and maybe they're maybe they're older. They're um, not as uh, young and foolish as they were before, but they're even even more dangerous than they were in their twenties or thirties. Experience is a wonderful thing, and capability it, along with that can compensate for age really quick. Yeah, and sometimes sometimes if you have a party that is just gone off the rails and they're doing all that crazy stuff, they they need a quality ass whooping well, as a I, result. I've I've hung entire parties for doing exactly that. After warnings, don't do this, they got beat up a few times and finally they got arrested, their stuff taken from them, put on trial and were hung. The whole party and they're like, yeah, we're going to get saved now. No, no, you're dead. You're dangling from your neck with a piece of rope. You are suffocating. Uh, everything's turning. The field of view is getting smaller. Everything's turning purple. Now it's black. You lose control of your bowels. Yes. And that happens, you're I dead. Think. So I'll take all those character sheets. Here's some blank ones. Start making new ones. Maybe the next round of idiocy will teach you, you know, <laughs> to not do that. I've hung entire parties. That doesn't because, surprise me. Because they've kept doing dumb shit. <laughs> so, yeah, if it's their fault, let it happen. Explain to them why. If the TPK happened during the first tier of gameplay, let it happen if it, it wasn't the DM's fault. Yeah, you don't have a lot of you don't have a lot of time invested in the characters. Right. And it sucks to lose a character, but if it's a first level character, big deal. Uh third, fourth, second, not not that bad. You don't start getting really the juicy stuff and you start hitting the top of you know your next tier yeah and it's just let it happen it's 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 easy to roll up a new character when it's a lower level and once again if it isn't the game master's fault and, and the players are the ones that caused it then okay uh hopefully that's lesson learned hopefully or maybe just the dice went south when when you're looking at like a 10th level party yeah. That's that's when it really 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 hurts, and you may you may get some rage quitting at the table. Someone may have to go get some air, <laughs> uh, because you've put a lot of time and effort into the character. And I I know people that they know exactly what their character is going to look like at twentieth level because they've plotted it all out. Yep, Ooh. yep, that's tons. Me. Tons of planning. Yeah, tons. Uh, well, I know Sin here will pull out a first-level character, and then the next one at 4th, the next one at 8th, the next one at 12th, already worked up, and it hasn't even made the table yet. Yep. Because yep. I've seen the character sheets. <laughs> so there's there's a there's a lot of that, a lot of that planning that goes into it. And once you've achieved all those things and your character's kind of 
fleshed out, it's it's hard to lose it. The first level characters are kind of like new characters on a TV series. You know, you're just being introduced to these characters. They haven't really been fleshed out too much. They didn't put a lot of time, effort, or energy really into them because they didn't know if the pilot was going to take off. <laughs> and But by the time your second or third season of the TV show's uh, airing, you have you have a lot of a lot of substantial background and character development and character interaction, character interaction, and it's it's hard, and yep. it's it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch your character get killed, but then it's hard to watch your entire your entire party bite it. Yeah, <laughs> it's even worse if you're the reason. Yes, if your tomfoolery as a player causes, you know precipitates this it's like oh okay uh or that dwarf on the hillside once again everyone's like what are you doing oh he's just taking a crap over the hillside nope he's mooning the orcs and next thing you know there's orcs piling up top going why did you do that uh i don't like orcs yeah and that's <laughs> that's uh that's something you know you address the table about and then you address the player yeah just to make sure that and i've had players that have done stupid stuff consistently every Every character is just that way, and and yeah. that's that's a um, that's a that's a player issue that has to be addressed as well. Sin, how many characters have you had been party of a TPK? Uh, let's see, uh, three, three over the thirty years. A game master's fault or player's fault? Um, two of them were the player's fault. One was an all-out assault on the rest of the party. Ah. So uh, yes. we put him in his place real quick and killed the next three characters as soon as they came out. <laughs> there you go. Sometimes the table will take care of it for you. And <laughs> it's it's true. <laughs> I've I've seen I've seen that happen. I've been in a situation where it was one of the rare times I was actually playing and not running. Um, we had a player that was problematic well his character his character was problematic but he in general was problematic and the rest of the party just had enough because they kept getting their asses handed to him for the dumb stuff that character did and we just bounced on him you know it was like when dave mustaine got kicked out of metallica pretty much they were just like here's your bus ticket see ya you wake up in the morning in the motel room and everyone and everything's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Except for like your spare pair of shoes, a shirt and a silver piece. I, I think we, st <laughs> I think we stuck them with the bill for the inn too. <laughs> just, <laughs> just to be petty yeah. on top of yeah, that. The, la the, la the guy in the room. Yeah. Yeah. He's got it. He's, he's, got, he's got, got all the money. Thing. Yeah. yeah he's, he's got all the he's money. Good. He's got it. So we'll wait for him outside. Bounce. <laughs> if the TPK happens at the end of the campaign, once again, let it happen, but give the party the big send-off. Yeah, make it epic. Make it huge. Make cinematic. it cinematic. There you go. Epic and cinematic. Those are the magic words. Yeah, you want explosions and fire and and blood and gore. And oh, and, and, and you get out the soapboxes. Get everyone a moment to, to monologue. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, make it, make it big. Make it big. Because at, at, at that point in time... The TPK becomes something that can be celebrated and not mourned, right? The whole yep. party died to to defeat the big bad and, you know, erect statues. Give them that send-off, you know. You got to have, if that happens, you got to have 
uh, an epilogue on what happens after after they're they're dead and buried or set ablaze in a funeral pyre, but make sure that there's you know there's bards singing songs of their their heroism and maybe a statue. Yeah, a hundred years later, there's a father explaining to his son, you know, why the statue of these people is in the middle of the town, and you know, and this is what happened, and this is who they saved, and the town's here because of this. I'm here because of this because your great great grandfather fought alongside of them, or you know, and just give it that, you know, oh, I want to be just like them. Someday you just might be. Yeah, maybe. And the, there, there's the you know the seed that starts the next series. Yep, and maybe may, yeah, maybe maybe the uh, the town is now a city. Uh, maybe that that child becomes one of the adventurers in your next campaign. Right. But you gotta you gotta make it big though. If 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 the TPK is happening, and you can usually you can usually <laughs> see you know when the when the train is about to wreck. Yeah, because by that point, it's already too late. It, you, yep. you know, TPKs are, are tricky because they can sneak up on you really fast. Yeah, all it is is a, 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 a fireball and a series of bad saves and, and loose characters incinerated. Yeah, which is, which is kind of like ironic if you think about it. Yeah, it's still a usually big move. It's usually Lou incinerating everything else. Yeah, it's it's uh, poetic irony. You know, sooner or later, it's gonna it's gonna come around and bite you in the backside. Wow. Okay, Sin. You got anything you want to interject here? TPKs. Don't Help. do it again. Don't do it again. <laughs> and, and probably the best advice you'll get out of this entire episode. <laughs> Don't do it again. If you're the player and you see a TPK coming and it's your fault, don't do it again. Yeah, you'll thank you, Sin. That's a bumper sticker. You'll <laughs> you'll lose friends. Glad to help out the bumper sticker store end. There you go. Yep. We'll have to we'll have to put that up in our stores. The <laughs> and that's five ways to handle a TPK. We'll see you next time in the dojo. That's going to conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for more great content. If you'd like to hear a particular topic, you can reach us on Facebook at the Dungeon Masters Dojo. Or you can drop us an email at the Dungeon Masters Dojo at gmail.com. Thank you and have a good day.